How you doing, family? Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode. Um, it was a beautiful episode, man. Beautiful episode. I really hope that you guys enjoy it. But before y'all even listen, I want y'all to really try and listen to the whole thing. Um, I do say something at the end so you guys can kind of take with you guys. But try to listen to the whole thing because me and Romani have a really good conversation about a lot of good topics that I feel like need to be talked about more often. You know what I mean? But thank you guys. I'm going to just start talking. Thank you guys for tuning in and enjoy the episode. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Telling the Raw, y'all. Y'all going to know who I got based off the title, obviously. But before we even get into a little introduction, I'm going to always introduce how... um, Introduce how me and this person kind of met. This was probably senior year of high school. After my senior year. After your senior year. I knew we I kinda knew we were my junior year. Junior year. Because Shane had told me. Yeah. That's the thing. So it's like obviously like people knew that like I did Taekwondo and they knew that you did Taekwondo. Especially in school or whatever. And every time I'll say that, they're like, yo, do you know Romani? Yeah. I'm like, who is this kid? Yeah, Shane will ask me this. Yeah, thing. Like, I don't know who. And then uh, who is that? <laughs> and then they'll be like, um, yeah, but like, he word for word, yeah, he's a little Hispanic kid on the track team. <laughs> you feel me? I'm just like, yeah. I have no clue who this kid is. And then um, Shane was like, yo, search him up on YouTube, bro. Like he's nice. You feel me? Right. Like like he be fighting in like an island and stuff. I be like, oh, alright, cool. And then I search you up. I'm like, yo, dude, kind of fast. I'm like, damn. I'm like, damn, homie, kind of, homie, kind of quick. Yeah. And then um, that summer, teammate of mine on um, on East Coast. I was like, yo, do you know what money? She was like, yeah. I'm like, yo, can you tap? Me? Can you like? I'm like, yo, how does everyone know this dude but me? Yeah. I'm like, yo, tap me with him, and then like we can chop it up, whatever. We probably talked trash to each other probably like six months straight, <laughs> like five six months straight. We bro, did before you even said that, I forgot about that. Yeah, bro. And it we wasn't were... even like it wasn't even like real. Trash. Nah, we, like... we were just like yo, like like you really can't hit me with that. You yeah. feel me? Like like you know, like it was like that. I completely forgot about that. Man, too. we was talking trash to each other probably like five six months, and then um, you finally pulled up to the school. It was like December. Yeah, I remember it was like cold. Yeah, yeah, it was December. You finally pull up to the school, man, and I was like, yo, this dude tall. (laughs) I'm like, yo, what in the world? He is so tall, bro. I wasn't even training that much at that point either. That's when I first went to school to assumption. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then you on in a break, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, yo, this dude is so tall. I'm like, what in the world, bro? And then um, that was a dope fight because I remember we just went back and forth. But yeah. I'm like, yo, this dude is quick. <laughs> I'm like, Lord, he is fast, bro. But no further intro, man. We got Romani LSA in here. What's good, bro? What up? What up? Um, thank you for allowing me in your space for this episode. Of always. You feel me? Also, before I even ask you the questions, a lot of people don't know that like you were supposed to be a co-host on this. You yeah, I mean? so I remember you first brought it to me. Yeah, and like I really wanted to, but like my yeah. schedule, got the schedules so never matched. Like, yeah, between never like matched. work and then training, trying yeah. to train full time for fights, and yeah, for sure. I feel kind of bad, but like I'm really excited that you nah. were able to like get this, get this nah, going. Of course, and I know, I know you'll be able to to have a good future with this. So sure. I'm excited, man. For sure, I remember. And plus, like, I probably slept on it because I, I remember I first had the idea, like, early 22, uh, early 20, 
2022. Yeah. And um yeah. and then I never really moved on it right. like that. And then like I remember I brought up the idea around like Marchish, March, Aprilish. Mm-hmm. And then we had like the picture done, like the little logo yeah. done. Yeah. And, the, and it was called the stoop and all that other nonsense. Found out how somebody the somebody had the name. Yeah, somebody else already had that name. Shout out to her. Um, I I, I kind of searched up like the IG page and she's doing well. So shout out to her. Shout out to the Stoop Podcast. But everything happens for a reason. You feel me? I'm really yeah, tripping on that. Sure. I'm really tripping on that. But yeah, let's jump right into it, man. Now you were born and raised here, right? Born in Boston, but yeah, grew born, up in raised yeah. in Brooklyn. So what was that like for you as a kid? You know what I mean? Um, I don't got no like crazy backstory. Like, yeah, none of my parents died when I was younger. Like, I don't got <laughs> nothing, nothing crazy. I yeah, grew up had a normal lifestyle. Um, yeah, just went to school. Always played outside as a kid in the summer. You know, you know how it went. Yeah, Everybody had sure. the mongoose bikes riding yeah, to the park for sure. Go get ice cream with the ice at the yeah. ice cream truck, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, I think when I was younger, once I got to like early middle school and then leading into high school i really didn't hang out with friends as much because yeah. i was always doing karate i was always yeah. somewhere doing that so i think that's that's more of like what my childhood was i mean obviously i have like the regular childhood memories of growing up with my friends and playing at the playground and yeah. stuff like that but i think more often than not the memories i think back on was was like when i was like 10, 11, 12, 13, going to Canada, Cali, Philly for all these tournaments and stuff. So For sure, for sure. That's what most of my childhood was, just training. I always knew I wanted to to do something big with martial arts, whether yeah. it be like martial arts acting or doing being a stunt yeah. double. Obviously, now I want to be a professional fighter. At the, at the time, I didn't want to, but I always knew I wanted to do something with martial arts. So that's, that's sure. what I put my time into mostly when I was younger. For sure. Now, what made you want to really step into that? Because it's like... I feel like a lot of kids started, yeah. You feel me? Because obviously, like their parents put them in yeah. there. But it's like, what made you stay there? Um. Well, I'll tell you how it started. I mean, it's like you just said. It was, yeah. It was a birthday present. Like, oh, bro. Yeah. It was Where? my fifth birthday, and my so my dad grew up doing um doing kung fu. He's from Dorchester, oh, so he was always in the Chinatown area. And he started kung fu when he was nine, mm-hmm. and he did that till. I think he was about 27 and stuff like that. So he has a a pretty extensive martial arts history. So martial arts always been around me. Like my dad always had the old Shaw brother Kung Fu movies, like the five (laughs) deadly venoms and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. You like see their mouth moving and then the words come like 10 seconds after. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Grew up watching all like the Bruce Lee movies. We always had like the collection of the Bruce Lee movies and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. So I always had some sort of martial arts influence in my life. So when I... For my fifth birthday, they signed me up for karate. Um, yeah, that was it from there. I just I just fell in love with it. Yeah. What's funny is like, I mean, like, I'm known as a fighter now, but like when I started, I hated fighting. Really? I did not like to I, I used to show Saturdays would be like sparring days. Yeah. And like it's karate, so it's not like it's not like full contact, like yeah. Muay Thai, anything like that. But I used to be petrified, bro. I used to get beat up, wow. but I was always a smaller kid. I didn't have my growth spurt till late, so like all the girls would be bigger than me too. I'll be, I'll be so scared to spar the girls at the school. I'm like, yeah. oh, I don't want to go outside. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was always a kid that was like into the forms and stuff, always flipping uh, around and stuff. So that's why I wanted. Uh, I always like thought about being like a, a martial arts actor and stuff like that. And then yeah. plus with like the 
the Bruce Lee influence, your Jet yeah, Lee, course, Jackie Chan, Tony Jaw, all that stuff. So I was always into that. But uh, yeah, but I, I don't know. I don't know what really made me stick with it. I guess I just saw it was something that I was real good at. And I always felt like it was something that like a talent got put in my life yeah. to to kind of show other people that you can be something, you know what I mean? For sure. So that's just what I'm focusing on now, just trying to grow that and, and put my best foot forward into it and take it to the highest possible level I can. And like, for me, it's not something, I mean, yeah, I want to like prove to myself I can, I can compete against the best in the world, but for me, it's, it's more so what I can do for others out, out mm. from it. You know what I mean? Not for sure. Yeah. Now, like, I feel like we all hit a certain age where it's like, we know that's like, yo, I love this. Right. You feel me? Like right. for me, I was probably like probably like 13, 14, like I'll go to Techno every day. Yeah. I was like, around the same age. The one day my yeah. mom said no. I looked at her, I'm like, why would you like <laughs> what you mean? Why, why would you betray me? You, you feel me? Would... Bro, I kid you not. I went in my room, I slammed the door, and yeah. I started crying. And I'm like, yo, like, yeah. she don't like me. I <laughs> You feel me? So, like, when did you know that, like, that, like, you love martial arts or just like fighting overall? Uh, I would say I don't think there's like, I'm like trying to think back. I can't remember like a, a concrete moment where I was like, this one I want to do for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. it, I mean, if I had to pick a concrete moment, probably when I did my first karate tournament. Where was that? That was so. It was the New England Open. Nice. It was Mr. G's tournament. We'll, yeah. we'll probably get into that at some point. Shout out, Mr. G. Um, so it was the New England Open 2010. 2010. How old were you? I think I was like in third grade. And I was always a year younger for, for the grade. So I was like nine, maybe. Yeah, what's that, like eight, nine, right? Yeah, eight, That's nine, crazy, something man. like that. Yeah. I remember I like took the day off from school. My dad drove me <laughs> up to the tournament. For sure. I was like mad excited. I, I had no idea how these work. And like, yeah. I mean, like if you're in the karate world, you know, you have like your cranes, your yeah. iPhones and like my first tournament was a NASCA. So like starting out at a NASCA tournament, it was like. Don't those usually start on a Friday? Like, like yeah. So Fridays, Fridays yeah. was always like the team fights nice. and then like the forms of weapons. And then Saturdays was always like the big, the big fighting days. Yeah. So yeah, we got there, um, went through registration. Like looking back on it, like I can remember seeing all all of my teammates. Well, my straight up teammates, they yeah. were my teammates at the time because yeah. I was because I was at a different school. Yeah. But I can remember seeing all of them, like the purple everywhere and stuff yeah. like that. It's like kind of cool because later on it's like a full circle yeah. moment. Like I went from from like seeing them at tournaments and like to being a part of them. To like being a part of them. So it was yeah, pretty cool sure. thinking back. But yeah, I would say probably my first competition. Um I did forms. And then did the fighting side. I, I mean, it was my first time. I and honestly, I never competed as an underbelt. So my first ever tournament was at NASCA in the in the junior black belt division. So wow. I didn't know what I was getting into. We just, <laughs> just kind of saw the flyer and was like, "All right, let's give this yeah, a shot." Yeah, you for sure. Um, but yeah, it's it just rolled on from there, man. For sure. Now, you spoke a little bit on um on team straight up. Yeah. Now, they kind of. They kind of like had like not even had but still have their like thumbprint. Oh yeah, for sure. On 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 just Taekwondo overall, 100%. you feel me? Mm -hmm. Now like, what made you want to team up with them? Because they're like, I ain't gonna lie, like they're a pretty strong team. Yeah. You feel me? So like, 
and yeah so like what made you want to like be a part of that because they were like part of like the like the flyers they yeah, were on all yeah, the flyers yeah. they had all the nice like mm-hmm. uniforms and gear you yeah feel me? so like is that what kind of enticed you to it more um i think it was just the energy they always had at tournaments um yeah. i always saw mr g at crane tournaments and yeah. i knew mr g before i got on the team he would always try to get me to go, but like it was like for me, it was kind of like a loyalty thing to like my first karate for sure, school. For sure. So I never wanted wanted to like go openly, but like deep down, I was like, damn, I want to be on this team so bad. <laughs> yeah. They had like the the for forms. They always had the signature purple top Dude, with the white pants. Those things so hard, bro. And then like they always had nice fighting, but like for for me, it was just like the energy that not only the team but like Mr. G brought to tournaments. Like I was like that was something i wanted to be a part of and he's fierce man he's yeah, fierce. he definitely is um yeah it was just something i want to see myself be a part of and, and, and grow so yeah i was i was blessed to be able to to somewhere down the line of my martial arts career be able to to be a part of that and and at some points be be a key component in, in some of those moments so for sure now within that um yeah. team straight up team there's like like major talent there you know and i feel like some of the best fighters come from there Mm -hmm. including yourself you got the bailey murphy's like what was it like kind of seeing that three four times a week you feel me like fighting against that training with them three or four times a week yeah um like 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 how high was that competition for you guys uh it was always competitive in the school Mm -hmm. um it, it wasn't like a competitiveness like we would be like angry at each other after yeah, training, like not yeah. want to talk to each other. But like, we knew that each of us had uh, a level that we wanted to get to. Mm-hmm. And between all of us, we also knew that the only way to do that was we had to be competitive with each other within the school because like, that's where it we just, yeah, if we were just lollygagging and, and like doing whatever and not trying to put our, our best foot forward and put our best into each other, like we weren't going to progress anywhere. So, yeah. and like, Mr. Jesus instilled that in us too, and, and he's done that for for however many years. Straight up, has been around. I mean, you've seen talent like Jason Morelli, mm-hmm. Raymond Daniels, Jody Tension, yeah. all of them come out of come out of straight up at, at some point. So um, it was it was it was good to be a part of that environment. Yeah. Um, I think there was also kind of like a pressure too. It's like like the legacy, like it's straight up. Like yeah, I gotta, like I gotta the hold name, up, right? I gotta hold up this legacy. And like the name. Like at some point, like we were more of like a younger team, so it's like all these 13, 14, 15 year olds <laughs> in the school. Like, yeah, we yeah. gotta we gotta hold up this name at tournaments. Sure. And I mean, I mean, we were successful with it. I mean, like when when Brandon Bailey and I had had a little run with team fighting and like. Like that was the team, and yeah. I think I think we really did a good job at pushing each other. Yeah, for sure. Now you just mentioned a few names: um, Raymond Daniels, yeah, Jody Tension, Jason Borelli. Yeah. Jason's a dog. Yeah, Jason. It's, it's, especially when like he was younger. Obviously, he's a little older yeah. now, but yeah, in his prime days, to, to get to fight him too. I was just about to ask you about that. Yeah. Um, that was twenty twenty one, right? That was, was end that? of twenty twenty. That was December. December oh, okay. So what was that like? Because it's like for the real type of no heads, like looking up to Jason and, and yeah. Raymond and right. all of those old heads, we were like, wow. So like, what was that like for you to actually like stand in front of him and like actually yeah. go 100% um, So, I mean, a little backstory on that. So I would say towards the, the end of 2020, yeah. Um, 
there was an idea that was brought up. Uh, it was a league called Pro Point. It would be, quote-unquote, professional point fighting. Uh, the rule set was a little different. Mm -hmm. the, the arena was a little different. Um, so the first card they had, I believe, was like October October 2020. Mm -hmm. So... We had went to the Battle of Atlanta in September 2020. Yeah. We all showed out there. Bailey got asked to be on the first card, and Brandon and I were alternates. Yeah. So we still we still flew out. We still got uh, flown out. We still cut weight just in case someone got hurt or whatever. Uh, we didn't end up fighting, but it was cool just to kind of see that thing for the first time. Mm -hmm. um, and then Brandon and I were put on as actual fighters for the December card. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. Like we got flown out. We got picked up in like a like a limousine nice. at the airport. Nice. We had a fighters hotel. Um it was like catered at the weigh-ins and stuff like that. Ooh, had little like pre-fight interviews, stuff yeah. like that. Uh and it was pretty cool. So it was it was it was tournament style. Our mm -hmm. uh, first fight, I fought Zayn Pedraza, beat him. And then second fight for the semifinals, I fought Jason. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, it's Jason. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I mean, like, it's Jason. He's obviously out of his prime right yeah. now, but like everyone it's knows still Jason. it's still Jason. Yeah, it's still Jason so like sure. in my mind, I was like, all right, I'm gonna keep a tight defense. Yeah. He's just gonna come at me and start start kicking all with yeah, me. You because know how his leg is. His leg is in crazy. His prime, he'll do that. He'll he will fake it high yeah. and then come yeah, right, right had, at your ribs. I was like, Yo, he just what? had crazy control with that leg. Um but yeah, it was a good fight. Honestly, yeah. I think I kicked kicked at him more than he kicked at me that fight. For sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's dope. I I I don't even think he threw like yeah, any kicks. like combination kicks at me. If anything, it was just like singular side yeah. kicks at me. And I mean, I definitely think I won that fight. <laughs> Everyone did there. I won sure. that fight. But I mean, sure. yeah, it was it was it was pretty cool getting the fight against him. Jason's an awesome guy. Though. For sure. That yeah, was a dope experience. Now to kind of bounce off the taekwondo. Um, conversation you bounced around a little bit within the past two and a half three years mm -hmm. you um obviously you start off with boxing yeah transitioned over i mean you start off with taekwondo you transitioned over to boxing yeah. for a little bit and now you're at muay thai yeah what was that transition like for you because those are all three completely different yeah styles yeah yeah for um, me so how do you kind of how do you still use all three with just muay thai today uh so like so like a little introduction like Kind of like my journey through that. So, yeah. like, obviously, started out with a uh, sport karate, mm -hmm. uh, competed through the years in that, and um, I would say, so like my sophomore year of high school, I mm -hmm. had to get knee surgery. Like, I was out for like six months, mm -hmm. couldn't do like any activity. Mm -hmm. I was pissed, but like, I would like still watch a lot of fighting videos and stuff. And like at that time, I wasn't I. I didn't have an interest in like full contact like kickboxing or Muay Thai yeah. or anything like that. Um, but at that time, I remember, or even a little bit before that, like Ray had made his transition to to um, Glory kickboxing. Yeah. Um, and then you have that like was Steven. around the same time, right? Twenty sixteen is right. Twenty fifteen, yeah, sixteen around, around sure. there. Maybe a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. But like you know, I started watching those videos and started piquing my interest but like honestly it wasn't i mean the fact that i saw someone from sport karate in there piqued my interest but i yeah. think more what piqued my interest was who he was like he fought and i remember he fought joe valtellini he did 
And, and didn't he lose that fight, actually? He got busted. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Nah, he got yeah. busted up that fight. Like, <laughs> his eye was all, yeah, his eyelid was, like, was, opened up, was, bro. Uh, he got, yeah, he, he got Molly. The leg kicks. He just couldn't take the leg kicks. And, but, like, that intrigued me. I was like, I want to I wanna do this. Yeah. So, like, that was, like, sophomore year of high school. Yeah. And at that time, you know, I was still into the sport karate. I didn't really want to leave the school and stuff like that. So I, I kept doing it for for the next couple of years. And I would say it was after I graduated high school, like a, a year or so after. I was like, you know what? I've been wanting to do this for, for long enough. Mm-hmm. Let's just let's just give it a shot. For sure. So um, my boy, Sammy Ramirez, he used to train at Capiello's. Mm-hmm. Um, he ended up going to train at Bishop's for a bit um, with a coach, uh, Josh. And so I went with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he introduced me, did the first training session. So I started doing that. And I did that for probably about, I want to say a year and a half, maybe. And I liked it. I was pretty good at boxing. That's pretty long, man. Yeah. That's pretty long, for sure. And I was I was pretty good at the boxing side, but I was like, mm-hmm. I miss kicking, bro. Like, we'll, <laughs> no, we'll, be, we'll sure. be sparring. I was like, ooh, if I could just kick right now. Like, that's the thing about Taekwondo, man. It's like that that joint will be in you forever. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you will always know how to use your legs. You feel me? Right. And like, yeah, that's just crazy. And yeah, um, even then, even, so even then, that's when I got back into the sport karate. And that's yeah. that's when we did the whole, we went from Battle by Atlanta to doing the pro point. And mm-hmm. then I did the, um, the virtual fight tour fights yeah. uh, up in New York with uh, with Jesse, mm-hmm. um, and then I was like, "All right, I need to do this kickboxing thing." So Ross uh, Ross Levine, a lot of people know him from Shout the Karate Russell, World, uh, current Karate Combat yeah. middleweight champ. He's a dog, man. Yeah, Ross is a dog. Definitely a big idol, big idol of mine. For sure, and a, and a great training partner. But you know, I reached out to him. Mm-hmm. Um, he was actually giving. Uh, striking lessons at Joe Lozon's gym. Oh, that's dope. So I showed up. Had he had him on Tuesdays and Thursdays? I showed up. Uh, took the classes, and like I told him, I was like, "Yeah, I want to do this." Like mm-hmm. at the time, I was like a little bit interested in MMA, but like yeah. I wanted to do like the kickboxing, Muay Thai stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Where do I go? Like, where do I go?" Yeah. That's when he directed me to uh, Jake and Bill. At uh, Hard Knocks Muay Thai, yeah. uh, called him up. I remember Bill answered the phone. And I was like, introduced myself. I told him I knew Ross, and I was like, told me this is the best place to come. Yeah. He's like, all right, come today at six thirty, and wow. and that's where, where I've been the past. I think I I got there, I got there November of twenty twenty one. I remember it was like the week half. of Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, so about a year and a half. Well, that's dope. That's real dope. So you spoke a little bit on Ross now, yeah. like seeing what seeing what he did with like mainly Taekwondo yeah. or just karate. Like, did you ever think about quote unquote coming back to Taekwondo, or or, or do you enjoy Muay Thai right now? Um, I don't I don't completely dismiss it. Mm-hmm. I mean, competitively, I probably dismiss it a little more than training it. Mm-hmm. I still try to train from time to time. I mean. I'm so busy with, with work and like my current training schedule for fights yeah. that I can't fit it all. I wish I could. Yeah. But I mean, I try. <clears throat> I try to to do the the sport karate trainings from from time to time because 
you know, it's good to keep up my speed and my footwork. And yeah, for sure. like, there's attributes from that that I can carry over into my Muay Thai and 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 kind of mix it all together because it'll just it just give opponents looks that that they never seen before. And we always want to mix it up. We don't want to stay stagnant. So yeah. I try to do that. Um, I don't know. You might see me at like one or two tournaments this year. But <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Nah, for um, sure. Yeah, I definitely do get the itch sometimes. But I mean, right now my my main priority and focus is trying to level up with the full contact kickboxing and Muay Thai and uh, try to take that to the next level right now. So. So, what's the name of the league that you're fighting in right now? Well, I fought in a cup for for the Muay Thai. Yes, for the Muay Thai. So I fought in a couple of promotions. So yeah. I would say the main one was uh, No Boundary. Yes, No Boundary. Um, I've had two fights for for Mark Wisher out in Rhode Island, mm-hmm. um, and then last summer in August, I ended up going to the uh, WKA National tournament uh, out in Delaware. Where? So with no boundaries, I think your first fight was with Joseph George, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was my first fight back in uh, April 2020. That was a knockout one? Yeah. That was the KO. Yeah, that was me. I ain't gonna lie. I watched that. You were just... After that uppercut, I was like, oh, (laughs) yes, rats. I'm like, oh, yeah, there you go. You know what I mean? But like, what, like, did you feel comfortable even though that, like, that was your first Muay Thai fight? Mm -hmm. Um... Yeah, it was that whole like through the training camp and through the through the whole process leading up to the fight. That was it was different, but I also like really enjoyed it because it was like yeah. the first time I was doing the thing I've wanted to do the past since sophomore year of high school. Yeah. I'm like I'm finally like starting this journey now, so it was really exciting. Um, getting used to like having a set stance, set training camp. Yeah. Um, learning new techniques like yeah. throwing elbows and knees. Yeah. Like, I had never do this yeah, stuff before. Facts. Like learning how to clinch. Like yeah. It was it was definitely uh something to get used to, but I enjoyed the process. Um I think for me leading into that fight, fighting in front of a crowd wasn't something that I was nervous about because it's something I've done a hundred times over at yeah. at Nazca and, and Waco tournaments. Um but I think for me, it was how am I going to do in this new style of, of fighting? Like, yeah. am I going to freak out and resort back to, to my, my sideways stance and start throwing, throwing sidekicks <laughs> and stuff? Or am yeah. I going to stick to what I just trained for the past five, six weeks in yeah. training camp? And for sure. I think I, I was able to do a pretty good job at sticking to the basics. And, um, yeah, I couldn't be happier with, with uh, my first experience in an amateur Muay Thai fight. That's dope. That's dope. Now you've after that you had what two more fights? Uh, so throughout twenty twenty two, I I did that, and then I had a a wisher fight in June. Who did you face that in, um that card? I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't even remember dude's name. I just know. I just know. So we we're just trying to like at this point we had our first fight out the way, yeah. and then we we're just trying to you know, get some fights to build my experience. Sure. And uh, Wishers, is, is, it's a pretty good, like, organization. We call them smokers, but it, it's very well ran. Um, yeah. And it's a good thing for for beginner amateurs to, to kind of get their feet wet, you know what I mean? So sure. we went in there, and, and uh, Bill Newcomb, the owner of Hard Knocks, one of my coaches, was like, I want to fight at 185. I was like, I walk around at 185. Yeah. It was like, it's just a smoker. I was like, all right, let's do whatever. <laughs> 
I get there, and it, it's one of those same day weigh-ins. So it's like, oh, I mean, no. I didn't have to cut anything, but yeah. homeboy, I was fighting. He, he walked in, he was all thick, uh, and like he got on the scale, and I looked at it, and I was like, this dude was like a linebacker or something. <laughs> but um, For sure. yeah, that was a pretty good one. I mean, I won that fight. Um, I think coming off of the experience I had the first time, like you feel like every single fight has to be like that first one. Yeah, but I mean, dude was in there like. Thick walking through my kicks and stuff. I, I was like, I was scoring on him. Yeah. I was scoring my my techniques, but like he just wasn't going away. So it was it was good to to go all three rounds for my second fight for sure. Um, and then after that was the the Delaware fights and uh, that was in like this past October and November, right? That was August, end of August. August it was like August. the twenty eighth to. I forgot how many days it was there. It was there for like three days. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And how did that fight go for you? That was good. That was my longest training camp to date. Really? Yeah. So uh, we had finished. We did the the fight at the Mark Wisher yeah. show in June. And then July rolled around. I was training. I was still training, but I wasn't in like fight camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went on vacation for a little bit to go see my sister in Florida. Nice. And then when we came back, we we all started camp for the WKA uh, national tournament, mm-hmm. uh, so that was like a eight week fight camp. Mm-hmm. That was that was definitely an experience. Like especially like the pad sessions during that we would do. I think if I remember correctly, it was five. Was it five two minute rounds? It was either five two minute rounds or five two and a half minute rounds. Mm-hmm. But we would do thirty seconds on pad with Jake. And then he'll throw someone on us right after the 30 seconds for clinch for 30 seconds. Oh, man. And then back to pass for 30 seconds, back to clinch. And we did that until the round was over and did that for five rounds. And Jeez. that was during, like, the, the two, like, hard weeks. Yeah. Um, But it was cool. Like, we all drove out there. We got, like, a nice big Airbnb so we yeah. can all be comfortable. Did our final weight cut out there. It was real nice, like, on a dirt road and there's fields everywhere. For sure. We did our little runs through the, through the dirt roads and – uh. Did our weight cut all together, so it was like a really cool bonding experience. Because yeah. up until then, I mean, like, I was I was getting to know everybody on the team, but I hadn't spent like an ex- extensive amount of time with them. Yeah. So it was like good being able to go through the like whole weight cut process, the weigh-ins, and like fights with everybody all together. Um, so the way that tournament was set up, they had a what was called the Glory Rules Division, which is K one, yeah. yeah, which is um. It's sort of like Muay Thai. Uh, no elbows. Mm-hmm. You could throw knees, leg kicks, punches, kicks, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then the clinch was a five-second active clinch. So if you were in the clinch, it had to be active, and it was broken up yeah. after five seconds. Yeah. And then you had your regular Muay Thai division. Yeah. Uh, so I had one fight in my Muay Thai division. Um, I was supposed to have two. So I had my semifinals fight. I won that. And then right after I had my semifinals for the for the glory division. Um well actually it was finals for glory because there was only like three of us, and yeah. then I automatically was put into the finals. So mm. I fought that and I won, but the kid I beat for the glory rules was supposed to be the kid I was supposed to fight again for the Muay Thai finals. But like oh, yeah, I see. I had busted up his legs and then like, yeah, I was just leg kicking him and I think that was one of the most comfortable times I ever felt in the ring because yeah. I was able to like 
mixed the side kicks in. I was throwing axe kicks and all that stuff. So it was like a really good mix of my sport karate with my Muay Thai and stuff. Yeah, to tie um, back into your yeah, roots real quick. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Sure. It was pretty good. And I, like, I was probably the most loose and, and like, confident I felt. Yeah. Uh, so then I kind of, like, automatically won the Muay Thai division because he couldn't. He yeah. couldn't fight in the finals for that. So that was a pretty good experience. But all in all, like, that was, that was really cool just being with the team and, and getting to know everyone on a yeah. deeper level because it was still a pretty <clears throat> new environment to me. Yeah. Um. And like just just being welcomed into the to the Hard Knocks family, it was a really cool experience. I loved it for sure. Now, you're like a super talented fighter. Like I say this a lot to other people. Like, oh my god, kind of, getting there. We're getting nah, there. Nah, I'd be like, oh nah, him. I'd be like, yeah, nah, he for real. Because it's like you do have all of the all of the right intangibles. You mm-hmm. feel me? Like I tell I tell people this. Like yo, like he walks around like he don't look tall, but as soon as you get in the ring with him, <laughs> it's like he gets three inches taller. You yeah. feel me? Um, crazy reach. You feel me? Super flexible. Like you got the power and all that and. Obviously, it's like you know that as well, but it's mm-hmm. like, what is? Because I feel like a lot of people don't really think about this side for fighters, rappers, entertainers, anything. Like, mm-hmm. what's that mental battle like? Knowing that, like, yo, like I'm really good, but it's like I'm starting here, and it's yeah. like this th- this journey is kind of by myself. Even though I do have my trainers, I got mm-hmm. my coaches, but it's like this journey is kind of by myself. Like, what's that like? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's trying to figure out like the best way to explain this. Mm -hmm. Like, like throughout these fight camps, I've had so many like different, like mental states. Mm -hmm. Like the first one, it was like, this is a new environment for me. So it was like kind of stressful, but it was also exciting at the same time because Mm -hmm. I'm finally starting this, this fight journey that I wanted to start for so long. And then, you know, rolling into the second fight, kept the momentum going from the first one. Mm -hmm. Um, and then leading into WKAs. Um, that was like a hard, like, like a, a gritty fight camp that was yeah. eight weeks long and just, just getting to know myself through that and knowing that I can push, push through the fatigue, like even more than I, than I could before was, yeah. was, was a good, a good positive for me. Um, I will say like throughout, throughout my fight camps, I've worked with, uh, a mental coach. That's um, good. his name is Dylan Nadler. He's out of Toronto, I believe. Um, he was introduced to me by, by Ross, um, and I've been working with him and he's just done like a really good job at allowing me to kind of open up with my stresses when it comes to the fight world That's good. and kind of pinpoint the, not where I'm going wrong, but like where I'm kind of getting down on myself and yeah. kind of knowing how to flip that around to, to have it work for me and not against me. For sure. Uh, actually just had a session with him now just just talking about the progression I've had from when I started to mm-hmm. to the point I am now and it hasn't even been that long but I think the progression mentally has been leaps and bounds like in the beginning like I would get down on myself a lot but like now it's like I'm at a point where even when the hard times come in I'm like all right this is one bad day mm-hmm tomorrow tomorrow that time's in the past like that time's not even gonna exist anymore it's like it's like whatever i'm doing right now is what matters so let's just take advantage of that and and try to do what i'm doing to the best of my ability you know what i mean for sure Um, so 
Yeah, I feel like I feel like this is I like this topic because a lot of people don't want to talk about the yeah. mental side of things when it yeah. comes to that. that that's um, why. That, that's why. I, that's something that I like to talk about. Yeah. With, like with my friends, because it's like, and this will lead into another question, but it's like, how important do you think it is? Like, or how how can you express to other people how important it is, especially like just black men? Because mm. it's like I feel like we kind of hold up that shield of. Um, quote unquote be a man. Yeah. You feel me? So it's like for someone who's dealt with multiple um like 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 a mental roller coaster. Yeah. How important do you think it is to actually express that? It's very important. Mm-hmm. Like I'd say mental health to me for the past I'd say since like end of twenty twenty to now. Yeah. Has been a very big priority for me. Um end of 2020 i had a best friend pass away from suicide mm-hmm. and um like that was tough for everyone yeah. for like my friend group and stuff and like it was crazy because like he was here literally the week before and like you see him and like he's the happiest dude in the room like he's yeah. making everybody laugh he's yeah. laughing telling everybody he's good and stuff and then the next week like it's just like he's yeah. gone and it's like Damn, like you don't even like you, you don't can, even know you never what's going know. on behind you closed doors, know, man. And it's like from that point on, and then the next year, the next September, I had another friend pass away from 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 suicide from mm-hmm. an overdose again. Mm-hmm. And it's like, damn, you really like never know what's going on because yeah. these were two people who were the happiest people in the room when you saw them and always had a big smile and stuff. But like behind closed doors, they were really going through it. And I think after after seeing that, like for me it's like really important that I'm upfront, not only with the people around me, but with myself, Mm. because I could, for me, I know at times whenever I go through mental stresses and it's, it's not often. And like, I know people go through way more than I do, but like, I mean, as, as humans, we all go through that, through that type of stuff for sure. But I know for me, it's like, I have to make sure that I'm upfront with myself about it. If Mm. not, it's just going to, continue to get worse and worse and this sure. dream that you have is just It'll gonna get seem further it's just gonna seem <laughs> yeah. even further than it already yeah. seems right now so you just got to be honest with yourself when it comes to that and make sure that you have people around you that you know you can go to and talk about it and are, and are gonna help you through it because that I think that's what definitely makes makes a big difference I mean it's not to say that my two my two brothers who passed away or didn't have that but they probably just didn't have the confidence to, yeah. to speak up about it and like come to us because I mean, like we're always open with each other. We're yeah. like, yo, y'all ever going through anything? Just come to me. For sure. Just talk about it with me. And like, we can get through this stuff. And it's like, but I mean, you can say that, but like, unless you really let somebody know that they're yeah. not going to be confident enough to come to you. So exactly. I definitely, um, for me, mental health is, is a huge thing. And like down the line, like with, the platform that I'll be able to hopefully build for myself. I'll be able to really shine a light on that and bring it to the forefront and do a lot, whether it's donating to, to organizations to help with mental health or starting my own. But yeah, that's, that's definitely an, an important topic to me. And uh, I want to continue bringing awareness to that. For sure. Now, like what can you share with, for like our listeners? Like, mm-hmm. cause obviously like I check the numbers, like I check my numbers. Yeah. Like, we got a lot of, males listening right. like obviously a lot of like 
quarter age like between 18 and 30 mm-hmm. like we got like a lot of those listeners so, like what can you share with them that can kind of bring them out of that out of that cell of like not opening up yeah um i mean it's easier said than done but like just don't be afraid to 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 bring it to bring it to light and, yeah. and tell somebody about it you know what i mean i mean a lot of us especially in this area like coming from this community like black hispanic Verdean, like i know a lot of our parents grew up like in an era where it's like oh just just tough enough you'll be all right just you'll be all right you'll be fine <laughs> sure. you'll be fine especially sure. like like i know with my dad like i'd probably only see my dad cry like one time probably sure. and like i know he be he goes through it sometimes yeah. but like he's always done a good job of like putting it down down the down on the surface and like not yeah. showing it but like mm-hmm. that's 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 what makes it 10 times worse you know what yeah. i mean because then it just builds and builds over time mm-hmm. and then you don't want it to get to a point where it's like it's like this is the end yeah because i've i've seen it with with two of the closest people to me yeah have it be the end so like i would say i mean like for anyone listening out there just like if you're going through something please 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 speak up and i mean there's so many resources out there that we can use and and I mean, everyone at least has that one somebody they can go to for sure. talk. So like, just use that outlet. Don't be afraid to speak up, because I promise you, like, once you speak up, you'll feel ten times better. And it might not be a fast progression out of what you're going through, but at least it's a start, mm-hmm. and and it'll just continue to keep it getting better from there. You know, for sure. Yeah. So y'all definitely. Speak up, man, because at the end of the day, it's never worth it. You feel me? Right. Like, um, the way I see it is like a lot of people like to compare. Mm. You feel me? Like, you would never know how I'm feeling. Oh, man, you I would was... never feel how I'm feeling. But at the end yeah. of the day, it ain't even about that. No. You feel me? Because, like, what's made for me mm-hmm. isn't made for you. Right. Like, what's exactly. made for you ain't made for me. You feel me? Now, for you to understand me, you don't have to feel it. Like, I don't need to get shot to know that it hurts. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? yeah, right. So it's like, right. so it's like at the end of the day, like just because the other person, or just because you think the other person isn't experiencing, yeah. Killer, at the same time, it could be two people doing the same thing, right? Putting on the mask. You feel me? Where it's just like, I'm good, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And then you would never know until you guys actually have that conversation. So definitely have that conversation with your close ones. I don't care how uncomfortable it is. Um, Always check on your peoples, yo, for real. Yeah, always, for sure. always check on your peoples. For sure. So, um, we've seen you post that you kind of did like a little collab with No Limits Clothing. Yeah. For yeah. me. So, is that, um, where did that come from? Like, did mm-hmm. you reach out? Did they reach out to you? Like, how did that? So, uh, the owner of No Limits, mm-hmm. uh, his name is Edwin, a very good friend of mine. Yeah. I used to, uh, jump against them in high school track. Nice. We would always go back and forth in the mm-hmm. long jump and stuff. Um, and we always stay connected even after like I graduated, he graduated mm-hmm. and moved on. Uh, he currently runs track for UMass Dartmouth and he's doing sure. pretty pretty good with that. That's dope. Um, and he's always had no limits. I think he, I'm pretty sure we were in high school when he had no limits, um, but it's been growing. And yeah. uh, he reached out to to me and a couple of, of other people that I know just to kind of see if we want to be ambassadors um and athletes for the brand and i mean that's a really good friend of mine and like i don't i don't want anything out of it um 
I just want to see him grow. And I just mm-hmm. want to see myself grow. So this is kind of a thing that I wanted to be a part of. And, and I think it's a, a good thing to help each of us grow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, if y'all if y'all see no limits, y'all go to nolimitsclothing.com. For sure. <laughs> get so. get them sweaters, get them t-shirts. He got yeah. some some nice graphic tees and sweaters coming out soon. Yeah. Use code Romani 10 for 10% <laughs> off. For sure. Well, yeah, I'm gonna be doing that. I'm gonna be doing that. So like to pretty much wrap it up, like what's next for you, man? Cause um your last fight was a few months ago. Yep. That and, was uh, uh, back in October. Yeah, back in October. So what's What's the next fight for you if you have one lined up or just overall what's next for you? Um I don't know exactly when my next fight would be. Mm-hmm. Uh we tried to get on a no boundary card last week that didn't work out. Yeah. We tried to get on a Freedom Fighters card in New York this weekend. That opponent pulled out. Um so yeah, I mean I'm kind of just in a in a, a state right now where I'm I'm trained, obviously, right, I mean, right now, I haven't trained in, like, three days. I'm getting over being sick, if yeah. y'all haven't heard it already. <laughs> My bad, but um, but I'm kind of in a, at a point right now where I'm just trying to put my all into training. And for, sure. for me, I mean, when I first started, like, for me, I always had just, I was just looking at the big end goal of what I wanted, but never setting those little steps along the way to try mm. to get there, right? Um. I mean, this is actually something I went over with, with Dylan and, and my mental training. It's like people always do that, but we always forget that there's steps that we need to take yeah. to get there. So, like, for me now, it's I just want to see myself get better mm-hmm. within every training session, right? Sure. I go into training session, put my best foot forward there, make sure I get better. All right, we're good. We're good for this day. Go home, rest, wake up, go to work, go to training. Again, it's the same thing, same thing that training session. I always want to – I just want to progressively get better. Um, I definitely want to stay active this year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, there's no like specific shows that 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 I want to fight on. I mean, yeah. War. I mean, Warriors Cup would be a nice one. Now no, they have don't. now they're under the the one banner with the Road to One tournaments yeah. and stuff. I probably won't fight on that because I'm still like you know getting my experience in. But it would be nice to you know fight on a show with with uh, that level name behind mm-hmm. it. Put your um, name out there. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Um, but yeah, I'm just at, I'm just at a point now where, I mean, I've been blessed to be put in this position with the coaches that I have from yeah. from Jake to to Bill, Ross, even even the my beginnings with with Mr. G at Straight Up and stuff like everything mm-hmm. is starting to come together, and I couldn't thank those guys enough to to be helping me, and and help me get to the position I'm in now, and I just want to continue growing and and Mm -hmm. my thing i just i don't even care how much money i make off of this if i even make money off of this i just know that i've been blessed with a talent and i'd be stupid if i sat down and wasted that and Mm -hmm. didn't see if i could put that up against the best in the world because i I know i have that potential it's just it's up to me to to take that talent that I have and mm-hmm. and, and water it and take care of it and mm-hmm. and watch it grow and flourish and and try to grow it into what I see it could be for you know sure I mean? for sure now before we wrap it up do you have anything else to tell to tell the listeners uh I don't know just stay tuned man this podcast <laughs> is going far for sure make sure you guys listen to all the episodes for sure Judge is doing his thing out here for sure um. Take care of your mental health. Definitely. That's definitely important. Uh, trust God. 
It's all in his hands. He has a plan for everyone. Just mm-hmm. just have faith in that. Pray. Um and yeah, everyone stay healthy. Have a great 2023. And yes, sir. hopefully we'll be back with some more fight stories hey, and, listen. and in a different position in life. And we'll have a have another good episode. Definitely, now. man. For sure. I appreciate you for Thank you, man. letting I appreciate me it. Um, be up here. That wraps up for another um, episode of Talent in the Raw. Again, I am adding this podcast on as many platforms as I can. So um, this will be on YouTube soon. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts. It'll be on Anchor. It'll be everywhere, man. So if anything, stay tuned. We got more heat coming for y'all. Thank y'all. How you doing, guys? How you doing, family? Thank you guys for tuning in to that past episode with Romani. It did mean a lot. You know, that was um, that was a beautiful episode. And it was just dope to just have him up there. But more of a serious um, note for you guys, if you, the listener, or anyone in your life is in a suicide crisis or in emotional distress of any way, please reach out to somebody. If you guys don't have anyone in your circle, um, you guys definitely feel free to call or text number 988. Again, call or text number 988 is a suicide and crisis lifeline. If you guys want more information on that, go to 988lifeline.org. They will definitely help you guys out. It's not like a sponsorship or whatever. I'm just trying to make sure that we are all good, you know. But again, 988 is a number. And the website is 988lifeline.org. Thank you guys for tuning in. And um, again... Keep everyone in your thoughts, you know. Always check up on your peoples. Because at the end of the day, y'all just never know what someone else may be experiencing in their life. For real. So, again, thank you guys for tuning in. And I'll catch y'all on the next episode.